face-to-face healthy relationship talk radio with one of the leading specialists and foremost authorities in healthy techniques in relationships learn why honor beauty leadership and self-help is important for your empowerment get practical information on why you attract your opposite with balancing self-love and health also listen to proven strategies to avoid major interrelationship mistakes that keep you bonded and push people away now here's your relationship specialist and host dia six to you guys know i cannot sing (laughs) but anyways is this thing on of course it is because it is about that time of course it is let me stop before i scare my producer i always scare them when i start my show i need to stop before um what is that what's that thing they call playing wolf or whatever but what's going on geniuses how are you guys doing today um let me you know what it's going to be a fun show today And I want to say to all of you, because so many people have been calling me with problems and situations. So I just want to say, let everything work in your favor and prosper on your behalf. Do you understand? Welcome to the show, because this will be another empowering episode for you to enjoy. First of all, I want to say hello, hola, yambo. Bonjour, right? All of those. (laughs) Welcome to one of the only shows dedicated to providing you with love, health, beauty, and empowerment. I am your relationship specialist and host, Daia Six, who's ready for the good stuff. I know that I am, and I'm ready to share with you what the show is going to be about. You want to know what it is, right? I know you do, because you guys are nosy. (laughs) You guys are so nosy, but uh, let's talk about it right now, okay? Today's topic is your relationship with happiness. Your mirror is extremely important, you guys, and we're going to kind of dive into that just a little bit. So you know what I want you to do? I want you to get out your Windex, get out that Windex, draw your curtains back on yourself because we will do no running from self today. Do you understand? We're going to talk about what is happiness? Like, really, what is it? Why is it important? What is a normal amount of happiness? You know, some people will say, yes, I'm happy. I'm okay. You know, people say that, but you can tell in their voice that that's not really the case. And are low-key jealous people happy people? We're going to find that out plus more because we have the ambassador of happiness right here. And I'm not going to tell you her name, at least not just yet. You have to wait for that. Just a few seconds, you guys. And we also have a food for thought from the young and educated Nai Nasir about happiness, of course, following a Dear Daia letter from a young lady named Yvette who wants her husband to make her happy, but finds her struggle to be unbearable with him. So let's find out what she's talking about. And if we can give her some pointers, you guys, yes, all of this right here, right now, you and I. So let's get it started. Let's do it, geniuses. Let's go, Roy. All right, so everyone talks about this, you know, happiness and this unhappiness and, you know, all of this crazy stuff. People will call it crazy, but what do I call it? 
Huh. I call it actually being blessed if you know what happiness is, right? I call it um, empowering yourself simultaneously, hopefully others as well that are around you. And did you know that most people rely on, first of all, school and the psychological conditioning of ideas that are literally illustrated in them since kindergarten about what success is? We are told to work hard, right? Become successful, right? I mean, these are this is what we're taught. And then be happy. But in reality, we have it all wrong. I think we have it backwards. And from my perspective, misunderstood. That way of thinking is broken, and it hasn't been a different education system in place to reteach this flawed philosophy as of today. So this backwards formula we will talk about today, and we're going to try to clean it up just a little bit. You know why? Because our guest, you guys, is an educator and a woman of power in her own right. I love having these type of women on my shows because you know why? She uplifts, she inspires, and empowers her audience on life, purpose, and inner happiness. She is an influencer, yes, international speaker, a HuffPost contributor, and co-author of I Bared My Chest, 21 Unstoppable Women Get Naked. Welcome to the show, the adorable ambassador of happiness, Miss Maura Sweeney. Maura, how are you doing? Diane, I am thrilled to be here, and I am doing well, and I'm already enjoying the energy. <laughs> Girl, listen, you know, we you, we have tried. I'm just so happy to have you because we have tried before. And when I tell you that sometimes the stars just are in alignment when things are happening, I think it's one of those days for you and I. So I'm just saying, you know what? Let's just have fun, you and I. We've done it before through our conversations. And I just really want people to really get to know who you are. Because, you know, I've done a face reading on you. And I just like, oh, so when I looked at your face, you know, I just smiled a bit, you you know, it's just like, oh, look at her. She's so cute, you know, and I can see why you are called, you know, the ambassador of happiness. And you've explained that to me, but I would love for you to explain that to the audience so they get a little bit more um, understanding about you. Go ahead and peel your layer back for them. Oh, well, thank you. And this is probably a really good place to start, especially for people that have never met me. Now, what do you hear when you hear, oh, she's the ambassador of happiness? You think of somebody who who walks through life with rose-colored glasses and is busy tiptoeing through tulips. Am I right? Of course you do. Like the perfect woman. Yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> but what people don't realize, and this they find very surprising, is that what I am today and the way I lived many decades ago are very different. My grandmother used to call me waterworks when I was small, maybe like um, I would say between 9 and 12. And the yeah. reason why she would call me that is that I would cry at the drop of a hat. I had such a different emotional makeup back then. I learned how to become happy and free. And it's taken me decades. So now here that I have this title, it's because I have learned to to undo a lot of early learning skills, develop new skills, and actually choose the life I wanted to have. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, I want to ask you this because, you know, sometimes when people come through hard knock lives, right? Lives, that is, um, you know, or they've experienced just detrimental situations that actually really turn their, you know, way of thinking, their ideology about life, like 
around. They literally do a 360. They used to be this great person with this great personality, great friends. And then next, you know, something happens and it, you know, it distorts their minds, right? Who helped you? Who helped you get into the space that you're in? Good question. I would say more than anything, it's been my faith. Really? There we go. Uh-huh. Because I could, I was always looking for ways to better myself. I was looking for other avenues. I was looking for literally for other spaces. I used to, as a child, um, bury myself in a lot of biographies of people who started in one place, overcame a lot of odds, and ended up becoming in life their bigger self. They accomplished those things they wanted to. And I could see and understand that process. But I'm going to tell you beyond that, Daiya, uh-huh. it was really a tremendous amount of faith because there were many times in my life where I didn't have anyone to go to and I didn't see anything on the outside. So I'd always have to go to God, to spirit. I was always in prayer. And little by little, I learned how to readjust my thinking, make new decisions, and really pass through a lot of very frightening places to get me, let's say, to get to rid myself of a lot of mental and emotional baggage. And then I think what's underneath it is a happy spirit. <laughs> and okay. A yeah. Okay. So more. Okay. And the reason why I asked you that, because I wanted everyone to understand, this is why in the beginning of the show, I said, pull back that curtain, get that Windex out, because you have to look at yourself. You have to have enough spirit within yourself to change. You have to be able to recognize it. That means you need mental agility for that. And you just right now explained that that is exactly what you had. It wasn't the church. It wasn't your neighbor. It wasn't your friends that helped you out. It was your own mental agility and consciousness that actually got you where you are now. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's a really valuable thing to, to introduce right here. It's true because we can even get advice from other people, but it's yeah. up to us to incorporate it into our own lives and be bottom line, bottom line. Yeah. Bottom line. Okay. So, you know, how did you get the name though? Oh. That's what I want to know because, you know, first of all, that is a wonderful name to have. <laughs> And I wear it well. And yes, I enjoy it. Yes, I do. <laughs> but we already we already know I have the name Waterworks as a little girl for crying. Right. Yeah. But as far as um the ambassador of happiness, I did many things through my career. I was in corporate life. I was homeschooling our daughter. My husband and I had our own business. But at midlife, when our daughter was growing up, I knew I wanted to do something different. And I I knew it was also the time in my life when I was just going to let out all the stops. And I thought, if I'm going to find out what I'm made of and what I'm here for, I'm just going to go all for it. So I actually started creating videos, writing blogs, and speaking on what it is to make us happy from the inside. What are the things that everyone deals with in life? What are the things that unify us as individuals and as the human race rather than divide us? And what are those common elements that make everyone feel more uplifted and see things through a better lens? And I traveled a lot. And I was always looking for happy stories. So I kept doing this. And several people who would hear that I was doing my blogging about being happy rather than cutting people down or writing about who's on Botox or whatever, yeah. I ended up getting um, contacted by Huffington Post. This was many years ago. And they wanted my content. But beyond that, 
I, which also says something about following what we love. But beyond that, I was invited by the executive director of the UNESCO Center for Peace to be one of the speakers at the inaugural Nelson Mandela Day celebrations. A couple of years. Wait a ago. minute. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. I'm going to pause right there. <laughs> I'm going to pause right there because you know what? I've never intervened with Nelson Mandela. What a blessing that is. You guys, the reason why I pause, because you know, sometimes I have to do that. Why? Because we are coming up on a commercial break. We got to pay our bills. Oh my goodness. Now, when I come back, we're going to start right there, Maura, because I want to hear about that. I want to know what your experience was like. Talk about the ambassador of happiness and what you did. Oh my goodness. I'm a little, um, I wish I was there. <laughs> you guys, stay tuned because we're going to talk more about that. We also have the food for thought. And then we're going to get into that book, too, that you wrote, I Bared My Chest. I want to see what that's about as well. You guys, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Stay connected with Daia 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Attention ladies, have you ever wanted to create a successful platform and a voice for yourself? Do you believe in leadership, diversity, and equality? If you're between the ages of 18 to 30, by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant invites you. Come compete and represent your country in the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty. And the first to do it globally. Teach the world while serving your community. Imagine yourself being the planet's Miss Indigenous. Finally, the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman. Hurry, space is limited. Go to MissIndigenous.com and apply now. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. With all the activities that come with the holiday season, it's easy to bypass exercise and for it to get lost in the holiday shuffle. It seems like we have less time. And that stress can really push us over the edge. Exercise relieves stress, and even more importantly, it improves your mood. Being active releases endorphins, and you will feel so much better. Endorphins are chemically very much like morphine. They are a group of hormones that occur naturally in the brain. When released, they increase your body's threshold for pain and affect the way you feel emotionally. The fact that exercise relieves stress does good things for your body and your health and also releases endorphins, makes it a high priority all year long, but especially during this hectic but most wonderful time of the year. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Yeah, let's have some fun. All right, you guys, welcome back. For those of you that who are just now tuning in, of course, we have the ambassador of happiness, Miss Maura Sweeney. And we had just left off because guess what? She got invited 
Oh my God. I just want to know if you even got close to Nelson Mandela. You know, I was going to ask you that question. Oh, right? uh, you know, I really wish I had, but he had already passed. This was oh, only a few already... years ago. <gasps> this was recent more. Yes. It was only a few years ago. They, in fact, it was, this is a UN holiday and it was okay. affected a few years ago after Nelson had passed. But yeah. when I was invited, Daya, I, it was incredible. I felt like my whole life had been preparing for an event like that because even as a little child, all I could dream about was traveling around the world, meeting and greeting my supposed friends or unmet relatives from every country, every continent, and every culture. And when I think about Nelson Mandela, although I've never met him, his spirit was like living sunshine. And wow. it was so much of a joy and a pleasure for me to be asked to be part of that because I felt like I was literally contributing to that. It's, it's a very healing spirit. That's what I would yeah. say. Oh, wow. You know what? That is a blessing because, you know, on this planet, not everyone have those type of spirits, right? So you felt the energy while you were there. Mm. I did. And what hopefully a I contributed to it as well. <laughs> right, right. Yes. What a blessing. Oh, my goodness. I, you know what? I'll, I'm hoping to do things like that, you know, especially after I retire, which will be soon, hopefully. But let's ask you some of these questions because, you know, people say, okay, well, what is happiness? What is this thing called happiness? Is it that you're walking around with a smile on your face and you're just hoping things work in your favor? Is it the law of attraction type mentality? What is this thing from your perspective that we call happiness? Yeah, I think there's a lot of misconceptions about happiness. I think some people think it means ha ha ha. Right. <laughs> right? right. Or they yep. think that these are people that don't realize all the realities of life. But I'm going to say it in a different way. What if I were to say that happiness is a state of mind that we live in? Yes, it is. And I, you know, I want to say, most of us live in a state of mind like somehow we're victims in the world and there's always something going to happen to us. But the state of happiness would be that we see ourselves through a different lens. And I always ask people, can you consider yourself instead as being a beneficiary in a benevolent universe? So if that is your state that's of beautiful. mind, well, mm. and it, they all come from my own life lessons. So that's mm. one of them. I'd say a state of mind. But what if I would also say that the state of happiness is really our natural birthright? natural birthright that is hiding behind a cloak that we have through training through socialization and through all of the other elements in this world hidden ourselves behind which is generally a form of fear so as we start to lift those veils of fear as we move forward in relationships in communication in honesty, in following our inner leadings, that one by one, we start to uncloak ourselves of all of that that heaviness, all of that drapery that really conceals our natural heart and our natural sense of freedom to be who we are. And that's really been the story of my own life. And I know that that is a universal thing as well. So that's how I would describe um, happiness. It's a feeling of peace, tranquility, anticipation of good things to come rather than horror shows and because of we could live in that place it's almost like having a river within us that's always living always sparkling always moving always expanding and always creative it's the opposite of everything fear does to us yeah and you know what and speaking of horror shows let's talk about that a little bit when someone is in a horror show right and how do you And I know you've been in horror shows. I mean, we all have. How do you come out of that and still remain happy in that? 
you during know, your horror show, you know, because people would say, that's hard. You don't understand. This is what I'm going through. And these are questions that a lot of my clients, <laughs> you know, ask. Well, you're right when you say all of us or many of us, let's say, yes. have gone through our own horror show. Some yes. people don't get them until later in life. Yes. Um, in my case, I... I believe that I dealt with a lot of horror as a young child. There was a lot of death, a lot of not speaking about things that took place, and I internalized a lot of it. So I lived with an internal horror. And the thing that got me through a lot of it, and I'm going to tell you, this took me many years to figure out, is that every time I would feel that rising sense of um, anxiety, yeah. that fear that's based on nothing, I would always go back and ask myself the same question. Is there anyone that I can see or haven't even been thinking about or any situation that has happened to me where I am harboring unforgiveness, like a chip on my shoulder, like I want to get back at so-and-so? That very sense of horror and, and fear got dissipated little by little by little when I would constantly ask myself, they're like spiritual questions or yeah. reflective questions to say, wait a minute, is there somebody living in the back of my head? And I would use every opportunity whenever I'd feel anxiety to release another person. And as far as I'm concerned, it's really one decision in life, no matter who it is and no matter what it is, it's forgiven. Because if that were ever me, I'd want to be forgiven. So why not make one decision for myself and for the rest of the world that it's all forgiven so I don't have to live with that constant fear? And if I can add to this, it's not just fear, but it's the it's the idea of something coming back at us. You know, I, I use this example. If you remember ever taking um, algebra as a child, they yeah. would always say whatever is on one side of the equal sign is on the other side. Yeah. So if yeah. I was going to hold something against somebody on one side of the equal sign, guess what? Somewhere in my heart, somewhere in my subconscious, I was holding unforgiveness against myself. And that's the trigger that always makes us think, oh, something bad's going to happen. Oh, I'm going to get a repeat of something. So I used it to my advantage. <laughs> hey, that's what's going on. <laughs> That's all right. But you know what? That is what life is about is using everything to your advantage. If you haven't learned how to do that, especially after 10, some, you know, some kids actually learn that at an early age. But before we even go any further, I want to get into Nine Nasir because Nine Nasir talk about happiness. And I want to see exactly what he has to say and would really love your input on this because I thought it was pretty uh, straight to the point. Uh, Roy, we got nine. On today's Food for Thought is from Happiness by The Greater Good Magazine. On average, happy people are more successful than unhappy people at both work and love. They get better performance reviews, have more prestigious jobs, and earn higher salaries. They're most likely to get married, and once married, they are more satisfied with their marriages. Happy people also tend to be healthier and live longer. In her groundbreaking research on positivity, psychologist Barbara Fredrickson has found that positive emotions. Number one, broaden our thinking in ways that makes us more flexible and more able to see the big picture and more creative. Number two, accumulate and compound over time, transforming us from the better by building the resources, strength, wisdom, freedomship, and resilience we need to thrive. And number three, are the most important ingredients in determining a person's resilience in hard times. Positive emotions 
helps both our bodies and our minds cope with stress, challenges, and negative feelings. Just how happy do we need to be? It turns out, among very happy people, those who are a tad less joyful than the happiest of the happy actually have higher incomes, job satisfactions, and potential participation than the happiest people. It follows that those with some feelings of discontentment, whether it is dissatisfaction with the status quo or an inclination to improve things, are probably more motivated towards action and therefore success. At work and in civic life, the desire for something better sets us in motion to elect a leader, to secure a better job, to negotiate a rise. In closing, I mention happiness. We've all heard it time and time again, it's within. If there was happiness outside of you, it would be without. So start with yourself and think about what you can be grateful for. If your heart is still beating, your ears are still hearing, your feet still walking, and your eyes are still seeing it all happen, tell me what level of happiness should you at least start on? I'll let you decide. I've just brought you a plate of food for thought. Are you following us on iTunes? Spreaker? How about iHeartRadio? If not, subscribe, so you'll never miss anything on HRT Radio. Also, if you want to know a little bit more about me and other things that I do, follow me on Instagram under official underscore nine nasir, and come say hi. Looks like I ran out of time. Miss Six, they're all yours. All right, Nina Sarah, thank you so much for that, the young and talented young one. Okay, now, this is what he said that I actually, and this is where I was getting to more. When he said, broaden your thinking. So, you know that horror? Is it horror? Horror. Look at you said it perfect. H-O-R-R-O-R. Horror. I never say that word, you guys. Don't you dare judge me. I always say horror. Always, ever since I was a little girl, okay? You guys bet not judge me. I swear to God, I bet not get any emails. But um, horror, there we go. Anytime anytime you're going through that in life, you always, that is your time to exercise broadening your way of thinking. Because first of all, when you do that, you you get out of your situation quicker, faster, and easier, right? So what did you think about some of the things that he said, Maura? I loved it all. In fact, here I took some notes. The you first did. thing he opened, I do that all the time. No, I do too. I'm a I note taker. <laughs> um, he said, my mind is always moving. He said, happy people are more successful. And I absolutely want to agree with that. Oh my goodness. Right. And you know why? When we have the courage to step out and to go beyond our borders, to go beyond our fears, to go beyond a lot of the small boxes, maybe that we had ourselves put in sometimes by others and sometimes by our own choice, we end up exuding an energy and a confidence that even comes from that fact that we've developed ourselves beyond, beyond that little box. And I, I'll tell you this. My backstory was I was supposed to be a lawyer. So my whole life, my oh, family. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. You what? know, I love stories. I, I got to oh. interrupt you more because we're getting ready to come up on Tunes Against. And I want to hear stories. I love stories. And you know what? I think you would have been a great lawyer, by the way. 
to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah, the way your mind thinks. But I'm going to tell you why I think it probably, why you wouldn't. So I think you would have, but at the same time, I think you wouldn't have been a great lawyer, and I'm going to tell you why, okay? When we come back, you guys find out. We also have um, uh, more questions, and then we have the Dear Diane letter, and we have so much other stuff, you guys, that we got to cover. Time always runs out when you're having fun, but don't you guys go anywhere. Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. Attention, ladies. Would you like to create a platform for your success? When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Intelligence, a leader, or trendsetter? What about a queen? Well, if you're between the ages of 18 to 30 by October, Miss Indigenous International Beauty Pageant is looking for you to come represent your country. It's the only pageant glorifying women with natural hair and beauty, and the first to do it globally. Come create value make a difference while serving your community finally the luxurious feeling of being a real beautiful woman hurry space is limited beat the early bird deadline go to www.missindigenous.com apply now It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. The recent headlines saying that saturated fat did not affect the incidence of heart disease or other cardiac events more than unsaturated fat has caused quite a buzz around the world, and many are calling for a retraction to the study. Saturated fat is found in animal-based foods like butter, cheese, meat, and is a leading dietary cause of high cholesterol. Unsaturated fat, both polyunsaturated and monounsaturated, are considered the healthy fat and can lower blood cholesterol levels. It is found in nuts, avocados, olive, and canola oils. Omega-3 fatty acids is a kind of polyunsaturated fat in fish like salmon and tuna. Trans fat can raise bad cholesterol levels and lower the good cholesterol. It's found in food made with hydrogenated vegetable oils like fast food french fries, donuts, and crackers. Be wise when choosing to consume fat. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, boy. It is so funny because I'm trying to get as much as I can. You guys were just talking uh, while the break is on. But anyways, we left off on Maura explaining why she wanted to be a lawyer. And I'm going to say this before you even start, Maura, because I think you would have been a great lawyer because of the your mental your mental uh, capacity, like you're always thinking you're a great thinker. And I know you would have been great as far as... Um, coming up with ideas, resolutions, um, learning how to, um, you know, uh, basically think out of the box to get your way, whatever the case may be, win your case, right? But I think that you would have been too sensitive for it. And what I mean by that is because when you can't get somebody off, right, or prove that they're innocent for that matter, and then they have to literally pay the price basically for something that they didn't do, I think that that really probably would have 
weighed on your soul and probably your spirit in um, a matter of time. You know what I mean? That's just my... uh Go ahead, go I ahead. never heard anybody say that about really? me, but you know oh. what? You are absolutely right um, about that. So, do you want to keep talking, and, or do you want me to respond? It doesn't matter. No, I, yeah, okay. I just want to. I just want to that say that. That is so yeah. interesting and yeah. right on point. But I will tell you this: it wasn't that I wanted to be an attorney; it was my family wanted me to be a lawyer. And I bring this in. This is very important about why happy people are successful. Yes. I went through college as a political science major, and I I went through law school. I was half way through. And I was always supposed to be this lawyer like my grandfather. Well, what happened is that I probably could have done it. I would have been a better than average lawyer. I probably would have been a good one. Um, But you are, I never thought about that. Here's the thing was, it wasn't my calling, Daya. So the reason why I bring this into happiness and success is I left law school and left behind a lot of my family's uh, aspirations for me or hopes for me because I knew I needed to find my purpose in life. I left it and I thought, what do I do now? I ended up in a corporate management career and discovered so many of my talents and the things I love were put to work. Big stretching point for me. Um, but what happened through that is that I became myself rather than a replica or a pattern of what someone else, namely my family was expecting me to be. And here's the thing. I would have been a decent lawyer. Frankly, I would have been a far better judge because I'm an advocate for everyone. I will stand in a place of absolute, um, I would say equilibrium. So I would look at everyone and say, this is where you had an error, this is where you had an error, and this is the way you need to fix it. But to only represent one person, and you're right, to have to let a person down because I didn't do the job, it would have emotionally really drained me. But I'll tell you, people look at me today, I'm more energized, I am far more successful in doing all these things that I enjoy, and that has so helped me even in my relationships, in the way I'm perceived, in my energy, in my, my levity, like if yeah. you would look at my body language back at 23 when I was in law school and you were to look at me today, you'd think it's not the same person. <gasps> no way. Are you oh, serious? I kid you not. I okay. kid you not. I could so believe anyway. that. Yeah. yeah. I could believe. And I'm so happy that you brought that up because, you know, when I speak with people and maybe you can vouch for this more because people always say, (laughs) they always say to me, do you always have that much energy? And it's because I'm happy. My happiness create all of this energy for me. So it's almost like I'm feeding my own body. You know what I mean? And I had this one lady say, are you always that happy? Like, or is, or are you trying to play something off? She asked me that. And when I get those type of questions, I feel so Sorry for the individual asking, because what that is saying and showing and telling me is that they, first of all, may not be happy on the inside. And if they are, it's not enough happiness. Do you understand that? Yes, so I do. You do. You understand that, right? Yes. And, and, and sometimes I'm just like, oh, my God, you're asking this question. I wish I can give you some of this energy that I have just so you can experience. But it's an axiom that they're just not experiencing it. Do you ever run into that? Oh, my goodness. On a number of levels. First of all, when you said that person said, are you, you said like you're feeding yourself. Yeah. There's a place. And again, I know it because I've been there um, without energy because you're not feeding yourself. And let me say it a different yeah. way, Daiya. You're uh-huh. not feeding your soul. Your soul yes. needs, knows what you need. And so if you're on a path that's not 
akin to who you are on the inside, you end up splitting yourself in half and you're drawing from, let's say, a well that has nothing in it. And that was really, that's what brought me to the end of my law school studies because I couldn't get out of the chair one day to get drive myself to school. Uh-huh. And the reason why I have so much energy today is because I'm literally refueling myself with all my creative ideas, doing what I love, helping other people, sharing things that are very important to me. And that becomes self-sustainable. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing I want to say when you mentioned about this person that or people that would ask you, I know what it's like when people are accustomed to living in a place that does not have natural life from their spirit, from their soul. They're so familiar with their zone. It's almost like being in a place of no food. Yes. And they're looking at someone who's well fed and they don't even understand it. Yeah. And their emotions can't even connect with it. But I noticed in my life, I had to get there incrementally. You take one step at a time and you start gaining new ground. And then it becomes easier to get more flexible, easier to step out, easier to energize yourself. But it it takes time and it takes space. And for those who have only been in a place of despondency or depression or isolation, they literally can't understand somebody like you or even me who walks into a room and you're happy to see everybody. I know. Listen, I have listen. When I walked into a room, there have been plenty of people who nerves I've gotten on. Do you understand? Yes. And it's before I even said a word, before they even gotten to know me, you know, all of those things. But I have been in an unhappy space before, especially when it came to my employment. I was unhappy. I had just had a child. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It, I was done. They wanted us to treat the customers like crap, you know. And I'm going to ask you when we come back, because um, Roy, I'm actually ready for that next clip for that uh for that clip because what how important is it for you to be happy in life right especially when it is pertaining to your employment that is so important to me because when i go to the dmv when i go to the courts all of these places you know uh cvs it doesn't matter these people look miserable and i go oh my god you could tell that these people are not happy so roy let's go ahead and play this clip please so when harvard did a study they realized that when you are happy you can be successful but if you're unhappy it makes success hard because it's like working against gravity. It's amazing. When you're happy, it's like somebody gave you a big balloon, filled it up with helium, and you fly. And I learned that for probably a dozen years working in uh, corporations, in management and leadership. My job always was to make sure people knew their talents, were respected and admired and appreciated and given opportunity to share their talents, and that they were happy. And as a result, we ended up with top people doing top flight work and in our nation, which is quite large, many people, we had many offices and my cities were small, smaller cities and our office ended up as the number one office in the United States. Why? Because we were happy and we all knew our respective areas where we had an expertise. Okay, something, oh goodness gracious, I wanted the end of that, but you know, we'll go ahead and clean that up. Maura, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay, yeah. But we'll, we'll go ahead and clean that up. But that was Maura Sweeney explaining happiness. And you really went into depth a little bit when it came to being happy in the workspace. And I really wanted um, everyone to hear that. They will. They will on because we'll make sure that everything is um, put into order there. But um, you were explaining that at the end of that clip that 
everybody was working at such a great performance, right? Mm-hmm. And the business literally flourished. It did. So when you have people who love what they're doing, even in the business workforce arena, the business will flourish, right? Absolutely. First, I have to laugh when you said, I want you to listen to something. I was surprised to hear my own voice. That was me speaking in Kosovo. Yes, ma'am. The oh, leadership yes. club in Kosovo. That's why I said yeah. in our country is rather large. We did have the... <laughs> Anyway, thanks for doing good homework. Daya, it is so true. We were here in Tampa, Florida, so figure the size of our city, right? There were 34 offices across the country. We were working for the third largest uh, telecommunications company in the country. We had the number one out of all offices. That meant we beat out New York, Chicago, L.A., uh, Dallas. Here's why. It wasn't that we even had great pricing, that we didn't we didn't have anything special. But what we had was an environment where people were valued for their skills, their abilities, their giftings, their personalities. They were valued as individuals and they were given space and place to use and let's say to thrive in their abilities. Everyone contributed to the whole. And as I said, it wasn't like we were magical people, but we had the right ingredients. And I would always lead this way. I would always lead with happiness. How do we feel? How do we feel as a group? And since I was at the helm of management, I always would make sure that people got along well, that their relationships were settled, that things that were hiding under the carpet came up so we could deal with them and deal with them in healthy fashions. And that became the extra engine up to brand new. And I'm telling you, we all benefited. We all had fun. We all worked very hard and we were extremely successful. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes a big difference, doesn't it? Oh, my goodness. Well, guess what? I want to get into this book that you co- Did you you co-authored that, right? You co-authored on that? I am one of 21 women who bared our chests. (laughs) (gasps) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Okay, I want to know what you guys bared your chest about. Oh, my goodness. And I want to, first of all, how did you even get invited to even bear your chest in this book? Because it's 20, so it's 21, 21 of you guys. And all of you guys told your story from your perspective. Yes. 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 There were, you know, this is amazing. I guess the reason why I connect on so many levels, because it's like speaking with people like you and there are various people you connect with on another level. And then you find yourself working together in the future. So Alex Akoji from Nigeria had once uh, interviewed me and had me on an event. And Frankie Picasso out of Canada had done the same with me. And And Frankie Picasso. Do you know Frankie? Yeah, Frankie, yes, I've been on shows. See? Yes, 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 yes. See? I think I've been on a show with Frankie with um with uh, Sandra Beck, maybe? I think it was with Sandra. Okay. You know what? It could have been. Well, I want you to hold that thought because guess what? You know, the only time I interrupt you like that is when we're coming up on tunes and commercials, right? So, you guys, oh, we're going to hear the rest of this because I want to hear how these women bear their chest. I want to see. Maybe I need to bear mine. Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay connected with DIA 6 for more information on practical tips, proven strategies, and healthy techniques right here on Face-to-Face Healthy Relationship Talk Radio. It's well known in 
medical practices that patients tend to lie about their health habits. They lie about how much they smoke, understate how much they drink or eat, and overstate how much they exercise. What's another word for those little white lies we like to tell in the examination room? Teradiddles. Doctors have a rule of thumb. Whatever the patient says they're drinking, smoking, or eating, multiply it by two. But it's hard to come clean about your habits when you know you're in for some jobation from the doctor. That's criticism we don't want to hear. If physicians want us to be honest with them, I suggest they try being a little less judgmental and use a little suaviloquence. That's soothing, encouraging talk. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Finally, a show that supports women who are in the midst of a transition in midlife. The show is Second Wind. Here's what certified coach, author, and host of Second Wind, Joyce Buford, wants you to know. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. We all need cheerleaders, someone who's on our side. Second Wind is that program to help women connect with other women, hear other women's stories. In a stressful world. Find power in those stories. Learn to discover your passions and joys again. Create the life you want to live to the fullest. Join us for Second Wind with Joyce Buford, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Central, right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Baby, I've been thinking about you. Now, back to the only show educating you with the face-to-face system and opposites attract connection. Here's your host, Daia Six. Yes, we are back, you guys. We are having fun. Okay, so Maura, I really want you to tell everyone where they can reach you, where they can get your information, where they can see your lovely face. Give them all that information, will you? Well, here's the first thing. If you've got a listenership, I would love for them to go find and subscribe to my podcast. It's Maura Sweeney, Living Happy Inside Out on iTunes, on Google Play, on Stitcher, and I'm syndicated in several places. And my website is Maura, my name, Emerson Mary, A-U-R-A, followed by the number four and the letter U, because I'm always for you, moraforyou.com. Yeah, now say that one more time because you went in and out and I want to make sure that Oh, that, sorry. Yep. Nope, just one more time. That's okay. okay. Website, it's Mora for You. So it's my name, Amazon Mary, A U R A, the number four, the letter U.com. Mora for You. Mora for You. That's like saying Mora for You, too. That's beautiful. I love it. It is. Subliminal. <laughs> you know, my I husband came up with it. Yeah, it's cute. Oh, get out of here. Are you serious? Oh, you know I'm what? I totally. Mean? I love husbands that like literally think and help. You know how many people have husbands that think and don't help out? I mean, that's a blessing. The fact that he even did that for you. How nice is that? Okay. Okay. So let's get a little bit into this book because I want to make sure that we have time for the Dear Diane letter. And also we're going to do the um, Never Have I game. All right. So tell me a little bit about this book, how you how you were approached on um, bearing your chest in this book. Well, let me tell you, for somebody like me who grew up in turtlenecks, just the whole idea of, oh, my gosh, the title of the book that has a woman who looks like she's ready to take off her top, but she hasn't, was like, whoa, this is bringing me out of the 
is with Oji and Frankie Picasso, who I, who I had developed a relationship with. I thought, you know, I'm ready for this. This is 21 unstoppable women who really go brave, bold, ballsy, and they answered a series of questions. There, 21 women from about eight countries. I think the youngest is 16. I'm on the upper end of the age range. Every These women are from every background, every persuasion, which is what makes the book so incredible. And we were asked questions about our early life, our views on finances, relationships, dating, sex, um, biggest trials and tribulations that we've come out of, what our truth is. Um, yeah. So really, really deep. I am the third chapter. Uh, I probably have one of the lengthiest chapters. And it really, it's a great book. I would encourage any woman and men from any place that would like to expand their own thinking about what's it like to live in somebody else's shoes because they will be challenged and they will be expanded and they'll almost live vicariously through the lives of some of these women. So it's, I bared my chest and they could find it on Amazon as an audio book, as a written book or Kindle. Oh my goodness. That sounds amazing. I'm going to have to look at that. Yeah. It's a powerful because, book. Yeah. Because you know what? It's, it's coming from all of those women simultaneously in one book that has to be powerful. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have to look, I'm gonna have to, yeah, we're gonna have to check that out more. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds that sounds amazing. And the fact that, goodness gracious, someone as young as 16. Yeah. You know what? You got to love it. That's versatile. Yeah. It's a great it was it was an incredible process putting the whole thing together. The book is so long, but it's got it's so weighty and so meaty. And for people that even want to explore their own naked truth and maybe want to look at other people's lives and use those lives to say, what does this mean for me? How do I translate this information? How can I grow from it? Yeah, I have to slow down and take that in a bit. Okay, we got it. Okay, so you ready for this Dear Diane letter? I'll give it my best. Okay, yep, let's do it. It says, Dear Daya, I have a boyfriend who I was really digging in the beginning of our relationship. I've always tried to give and love because it's what I like to do and it just makes me feel good. My currently boyfriend is cool, but he doesn't have any money. When I want to be taken out, he doesn't have the money to do so. The only thing he's ever done was taking me to the movies, and I found out that he used his rent money just to do that. Currently, he is living in a neighbor's shop. He thinks his life is just fine and claims he's making the connections he needs in order to enhance his life. I see women with their significant other And the men pay for their dinner and buy nice gifts. My boyfriend tells me that, oh, my boyfriend tells me to stay spiritual and love him for who he is. He also says that no one should make me happy but myself. But I have to admit, I'm not happy with him. I care about him, but he doesn't make me happy. I want nice things once in a while. Am I wrong for wanting nice things from someone else who I think should be wanting to give them to me, Yvette. What do you think about that, Maura? I actually think Yvette answered her own question. I think she so, too. have written the letter. Yes! But this is interesting. When you were telling me this about this um, no money, do you know what came to mind the more she described this? I'm thinking poverty of the self. 
Yes. You know, sometimes when we have no money, it's not even about the money. I don't even think that's what's bothering her. I think it's the fact that his entire life speaks to poverty of the self. It's not about money because it's not just that he doesn't have the money, but where is he living? And he's saying, oh, well, you just need to be more spiritual. Here's what I'm thinking, too. <laughs> I have one it, of those. <laughs> it's interesting. And by the way, let me tell you, if this girl really were so happy, she would be getting fed and she'd be getting enriched. Is that a good word? She'd that be is a getting enriched in the relationship in other ways but I sense that she's not so there's a dearth there and the other thing I was going to say it'll, and I've thought this in my own life whenever I have an issue with anybody anything anything that's recurring I always remind myself it takes two to tango so if I'm not happy I can't be looking at somebody else I have to say what am I doing here that I need to adjust so that I will be happy that I will feel more um, more satisfied in life what is it that's wrong with me so she may even have to be looking at am i worth a little bit more than this in this with this guy and not even being able to go out and get a coca-cola with him so um, <laughs> i think she's already answered her own question <laughs> ah, oh you know, my she may think that's all she's deserving <laughs> of and right, needs yeah. approval to say no you you could you could go for more right exactly and you know what when i was young i wish she would have told her age because when i was young i've had one of those i had a guy that who was like, love me for who I am. This is the poorest I've ever been. And, and, and trust and believe he was six, six years older than I, I had cars. I had a condo. I even had my dogs, my two dogs or whatever. But I swear to God, when I, when I got that letter, I was like, Oh my goodness, we got to go ahead and do this one. Okay. So let's go ahead. Goodness gracious. I wonder if we got time for one more, how many minutes we got Roy, probably like five. We better go into this game. Okay. So this game here, you guys, is called Never Have I. So we're going to go ahead and get this um, get this game going. And more, this is the this is the thing. You can only say I um I have or I have not. Okay, I have or I have not. We're going to see if we can beat the timer. All right, and we're going to see. If we can get to the end of the game and when we know we're at the end of the game, because I'll tell you, finish this sentence. OK, let's go ahead and get it started. Roy, I'm ready when you are. OK, you guys, so you ready, Maura? Because the only thing you can say is I have and I have not. We're getting ready to get the timer. We're going to see if we can do 30 questions. They're really quick and really fast, like in 30 seconds. Okay. So we're about to get this timer going. <laughs> you ready? All right. We'll see. Go. Okay. Never have I taken food out of, never have I taken food out of trash and eaten it. Never. I, I have never, never. Have, I'm not. Ne okay. Never have you taken part in a talent show. I have. Have you ever made money by performing on the streets? No, I have not. Never have I flirted my way out of a speeding ticket. I have not. Never have I snooped through a friend's bathroom or, or bedroom without their knowing. I have. Never have I shoplifted. I have not. Never have I jumped from a roof. Oh, goodness gracious. That was it? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we were doing Ooh, it. That's exposing. That's exposing. I know. I know. I know. I want to thank you so much for that. That was fun. That was okay. I was really trying to hurry up and read those questions really quick and really fast. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Okay, Maura, tell everybody where they can reach you one more time. Okay. 
find me at my central site, which is Mora. You.com. M is in Mary, A-U-R-A, followed by number four, letter U, moreforyou.com. Or go look for me, Maura Sweeney, Living Happy Inside Out, on my podcast. And I would love to connect with any of you. There's my books. I have a course. And I have plenty of blogs and videos and just many ways you can engage with me. Oh, wow. And you know what? Tell me more. Do you think that you can be in an unfulfilling relationship and still be happy? I know a lot of people want to know that. In my case, no. When I mentioned that to you before about having like a poverty of self, I would feel like I was in a dearth. I need I need life to exchange with my life. Yeah, yeah. And I wish we had time, man, because there were so many other uh, letters that came in. But I really wanted you guys to get a understanding of uh, more of the, you know, and, and basically what she does, because she's literally the ambassador of happiness. It takes skill. It takes focus. It takes consciousness. Um, and, and it takes you doing. See, that's one thing that people kind of run away from is putting in the work and doing it's the exercise of your mental capacity and how you go about structuring how you go about dealing with information how you go about dealing with reality okay and it's all about um, expanding your horizons you guys that's what it takes to be happy I know that I am always happy more go ahead and explain that she's always happy and Based off of the information that we had on this show, Miss Sweeney, I want to know if you approve this message. I absolutely approve this message. I approve this message. Miss Moral Sweeney approve this message. And when I tell you that I wish everyone love, peace, truth, justice and freedom i really truly do mean that i want you guys to come and follow me on instagram get some of these videos on instagram we will be posting them soon and yes the website will be up and running soon you guys they are working hard because we are all about pleasing our listeners also do uh oh facebook you guys facebook do healthy relationship talk radio facebook group page that way you get to see the beautiful faces you get to see exactly what's going on who's going to be on the show and pretty soon you'll be able to call in and ask all all these questions um, we're lining you guys up I know you guys are excited about that um, and I guess that is it just living your truth be happy because if you can't be happy guess what everything goes downhill see you later bye same time same place as Daia continues to give practical tools for simple healthy face-to-face relationship living remember relationships aren't hard if you have the proper tools to build you a solid foundation don't forget to visit facingrelationships.com for further assistance that's www.facingrelationships.com